Well, hello there, and um, I was just wondering if we dismantled the whole idea of luxury, would the edifice of capitalism come crashing down? Um, what do I mean by that exactly? Well, I was just wandering around, wandering, wandering around, and I just looked at this luxurious yacht, and I thought, wow, that's an impressive yacht, very, very big. Uh, three floors of rooms on the yacht. No doubt it has a toilet. No doubt it has a kitchen, um, a bed. You know, it's probably in all respects a house. And then I thought, if you take the house that is that yacht, okay, it's it's seaworthy. You can drive around. And um, hello there. I'm I'm fine. Um, I'm just you weren't here. So um, could I have a green tea? You don't have? Ah, black tea. Well, in which case, could do you have a mocha? Mocha, yes. Yeah. A hot one? A small one? Small mocha. That would be awesome. Thank you. Um, yes, I've just sat down in the coffee shop and the girl wasn't here. But she's now back. I mean, you heard that little exchange, right? Um, so, anyway... What was I saying? So I went... um, I was wondering about the yacht, wasn't I? So, yeah, if you took the yacht away from the boat um, and just plopped it down um, in a nondescript English housing estate, you'd just go, oh, it's a tiny little house. Nothing special there. Um, And yet, if you put it on a yacht, this huge yacht, you're probably talking half a million quid, and you've got uh, luxury. The concept of luxury is, wow... That, that will cost a lot of money. But in, its, in and of itself, that actual, you know, the living quarters, if it wasn't for the fact that it was on a boat, is just nothing, nothing special. It's in the same way that, um, if I can expand on my theme, right? Okay, so people drive around in limousines, stretch limousines, and uh, it's very luxurious and it's fantastic. People go inside them and they go, wow, you've got drinks in here um, and we're driving around and we paid you know, uh, $200 to hire this limousine for the night and we're having a party. You know, there's four or five of us in this stretch limousine. Isn't this luxurious? Okay, but if you went to a nightclub, uh, you might think this comparison is a bit fatuous, but stay with me. It might be entertaining. Um, (laughs) So you go to a nightclub um, and you're looking around and you think, wow, this is a big nightclub. And And you... look around and you see there's a dance floor there if you want to dance there's a bar if you want to buy some drinks um you can look around at all the beautiful people uh what else Uh, plenty of places to sit and 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 mingle around and and as you walk in uh somebody goes oh excuse me um but you cannot uh, use this nightclub all right just just it's it's a mind experiment it's a thought experiment and you go what what uh yeah you can stay here but you have to sit in this small little tiny room all right, obviously the same size as the uh, limousine. Well, we can't use this nice big space and, and look at the, go on the dance floor and go to the bar and just walk around and sit where we like. And No, no, no. You've got to sit in this it's pretty small room. It's about you know, two metres long, uh, two, two and a half metres, uh, very low ceiling. You can't really stand up in it. You have to sit down. And that's it. You're going to be stuck in there for two hours. You go, uh, no, I don't really fancy that. But if it's in the stretch limo, then uh, you're, you're, you're thinking, yeah, that's worth spending. If you make these comparisons, it, it unpicks the notion of, of luxury. Um, I, mean, I mean, I could expand it a little further. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, you can look at almost anything, uh, what this idea of luxury, um, which is something excessive to that of necessity. I mean, I'm sitting down in a chair and I'm preoccupied with, with my, my talking right now, my, my flow of thought. I'm enjoying uh, my theme and I'm enjoying talking. I'm trying to keep, keep going. I'm not really concerned with the feeling uh, of my bottom on the, on the cushion of the chair. And, and yet I could choose, if I had enough money and I wanted to, to buy a very expensive uh, seat, a very expensive sofa. Right, you see where I'm going with this. So uh, I'm this whole idea of luxury. If we can wean ourselves off, off it, I think we might be a lot uh, happier and healthier mentally for it thank you very much thank you um which brings me to the second half of what i was what i was thinking about and that is i think it's a central tenant of a central david tenant tenant of it is tenant isn't it of buddhism whereby um the buddha has said that we are inevitably going to experience disappointment unless we can uh, sacrifice and give up our craving for material things uh, and if that has a primary hold on us you know a visceral hold and we, 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 we define our happiness in terms of how much things we have if we can let go of that and just be satisfied with a lot less then we stand to um, experience much less in the way of disappointment but if we're always chasing luxury and we feel that what we have isn't enough or good enough or expensive enough, um, yeah, we might be, um, I mean, we're being exploited, really, uh, effectively. So, yes, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to that little thought whilst I'm um, experiencing sim- simple pleasure, the simple pleasure right now of um, talking to you and uh, looking at the reflection of these funky lights in my phone, which is right next to me, it's beautiful, very psychedelic, and taking a sip from my cappuccino. Mm. And I don't know how, I've been, how long I've been talking for, but it's another podcast. It's another podcast. I'll just let you hear a bit of the ambient sound leaking in. Yeah, maybe I should have a part two and maybe I should talk a little bit more about uh, Buddhism. Let's see. Because I've shortchanged you. We've only got seven minutes. So yes, um, these thoughts about <clears throat> luxury got me thinking about Buddhism and the central tenets of Buddhism. And uh, I mean, it has occurred to me that if uh, I had sufficient inner control, I wouldn't have to ever get annoyed again in my life. Think about it. It's quite a profound idea um, and maybe impossible for me. But uh, yeah, so the, the idea of Buddhism, as far as I can understand it, and uh, in my limited amount of study, is that there are four noble truths, okay? Uh, so you have to understand these four noble truths, uh, which are... One, that suffering, pain and misery exist in life. They're not something that uh, may happen or may not happen. They do exist and they probably will happen to you. you just got to accept that that is a reality. Um, maybe not for you all the time, but for people generally, suffering, pain and misery exist in life. 
Noble truth number two, suffering arises from attachment to desires. Okay. Uh, three, suffering, um, noble truth number three, suffering ceases when attachment to your or one's desire ceases. Okay. You're no longer desiring things. Um, and then four, freedom from suffering is possible by practicing the eightfold path. Now, before I go into the eightfold path, let's look at those in a bit more detail. So number one, suffering, pain and misery exists. Um, you just need to understand that dissatisfaction and suffering uh, exists in life. Now, the Buddhists uh, refer to, or the Buddha referred to suffering as any kind of disquiet men in your mental equilibrium, you know, not literally pain, not necessarily exclusively pain. Um, so human nature is imperfect. The world you live in is imperfect. During your lifetime, you inevitably have to endure physical suffering, like pain, sickness, injury, tiredness, old age, and of course, eventually death. This is especially true of poor people, all right? Um, this means that you're never able to keep permanently what you strive for. Happy moments pass by, and soon you will too. The second noble truth, of course, suffering arises from attachment to desire. Um, we want to desire and have and control things. We crave sensual pleasure. You, we may desire fame and fortune, but inevitably you might suffer disappointment um, and perhaps even cause suffering for others. Attachment to material things creates suffering because attachments are transient and loss is inevitable. Thus, suffering will necessarily follow. Number three, noble truth. Suffering ceases when attachment to desire ceases. Um, so I think this is the idea of nirvana. So this is the final liberation of suffering. The mind experiences complete freedom, liberation, and non-attachment. It lets go of any desire or craving. So it's, it's the opposite of being rewarded um, and having every luxury um, that you could possibly have. And this is how it's connected with my thoughts on luxury. All right. So we aspire to have luxury. Um, typically in, in Western society, we want more and more. We want to consume more and more and, and things of greater quality and of greater value. Um, at least that's materialism, okay? The classic definition of materialism. And it is engine, it is, it is fuel for uh, capitalism. No. But another way out of it, because it's a kind of a trap, another way out of it would be to let go of that desire and that craving um, and say, okay, I don't need these things as much, if at all. And freedom from this craving um, genuine freedom from it. You don't feel those desires. Uh, they don't have such a great hold on you. That is the definition, the Buddhist definition of nirvana. And the fourth noble truth is that you can achieve this suffering, but you need to follow the eightfold path. Um, and the Buddhists talk about the right or correct way of um, behaving and being. So they are the right way of viewing things and i guess that references the noble truths so seeing those noble truths and understanding them and keeping them in mind the right intention so behaving with the correct um uh intention of following these um noble truths keeping them in mind and following the eightfold path that's the second one so right view right intention right speech 
speaking it, it could be self speech talking to yourself how you how you you know think about things because there is always an inner narrative um we're not just talking about our outward speech to others right action doing the right thing right livelihood i'm not sure what that means livelihood maybe our activities our physical activities uh in life right effort um making a sincere effort um right mindfulness this is where meditation comes in and right concentration these are all the ways to reach nirvana so um yeah so the flip side of aspiring and craving and chasing after luxury and materialism is um neatly summed up by the main ideas of buddhism so there we go